Hello and welcome to the On The Whistle podcast. My name is Alistair Howarth and we've got a special treat for you today. Last month I carried out an interview with the Comorian legend that is Fouad Bashiru, who's obviously also formerly of PSG, Mamo FF, Ostersunds, Nottingham Forest for those of you with a more English inclination and is currently playing Amonia in Nicosia in Cyprus. Uh, I had a really brilliant chat to him about his time with the Comoros, in particular looking at his journey over the last kind of nine years. He recently retired from the national team, uh, and obviously we obviously we talked about that sensational performance uh, in in the Afcon last year when they beat Ghana and knocked them out at the Afcon. Uh, I did the interview initially for a written piece, which is why the quality of the of the video and audio isn't amazing. But we thought it was such a good interview that actually we turn it into a podcast. Um, and so without further ado, uh, this is Fouad Bashiru. The Comorian parents, you know, what, how, how did that happen in terms of you becoming a player uh, for, for the national team? And what was that kind of, tell me a bit about that journey. Uh, well, like you said, I was born in France, grew up in France. Uh, first, my, my first relationship was with Comoros is through my parents. and. I've been uh, lucky enough when I was young. So we, we tried to go every two years for the summer holiday, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, so I, I got the chance to to, uh, to to have a bond with Comoros really early. So I think my, my first time when I went, I was six years old. So then every two years, I used to go until I got until uh, the Academy of Football. And I came, when I get to uh, Paris Saint-Germain, it become difficult because obviously I need to be at the academy, so I didn't get my summer holiday. Yeah, not as big anymore. Uh, so I've went three times basically, and then since around I was fifteen, I, ha- I haven't been until basically my first call up uh, mm-hmm. with the national team. And it went through. Uh, so at the time I was I was just living uh, Scotland basically. I was mm-hmm. in Scotland, playing in Scotland, and. I just moved to go to Sweden, and Amir Abdu just becomes a coach, and uh, I think him and his new staff decided to see all the Comorious Comorian uh, player who were in Europe and try to to gather everyone and you know uh, to, to to get as many players and try to build something. Uh, previously, previously that called up the national team having been playing it was difficult to get like. Games going obviously uh, financially it's become really difficult. Uh, there was a majority of players who were from Marseille mm. was going to the national team because it was easier because they knew the people who was yeah of course on the staff so they knew each other all over so it's like oh this guy plays there we can go. For my case, I'm was in Paris. People didn't know me that much and I moved to Scotland. So they didn't know me that much. This was difficult. And then when Amir Abdul came, obviously he tried to to gather all the information of all the players around the world. Mm. You know, it doesn't matter like uh, where you are playing or where from. And then that's how I got my first call up in 2014. Uh, we played a game uh, down south Marseille against uh, the Burkina Faso. Uh, and uh, we drew 1-1. So like, that was like obviously amazing experience already. Like, yeah, because uh, we have a big community in Marseille of, of uh, people from Comoros, so that atmosphere was already incredible, and that's something obviously I loved 
straight away and from there uh we got all the way to here mm. and that's a remarkable result as well because that's a, a good burkina faso team as well like yeah remarkable was. yeah yeah it was actually a really good team i remember they did the charles cabore mm-hmm. the traore brothers uh, we only knew each other as the players because it was a lot of new players yeah uh, we only knew each other for like less than a week yeah uh, so actually like played a good game obviously uh, you could feel like the adrenaline you know the excitement you know yeah. so tactic didn't matter that much at that time because we didn't have time yeah for anything or anything. but we just played on the adrenaline and the good thing is well we all have like a a base of like uh, understanding football from the academy in France so we understand the same thing mm. and so we just managed to to just put it into the game you know all together like individually and and he managed to do something collective uh, really, really good. So at the end, we celebrated like, like, like it was a win. <laughs> you know, like uh, it was yeah. like it was all the fans came down on the beach. We were jumping everywhere. Like it felt like that was like a big win, you know, like because uh, obviously meant so much for the country who haven't been playing for so many years, you know, having difficulty now, managed to get the best player yeah. around Europe, you know, all together. And then perform well against a team who's been playing uh, for many years together, who's uh, considered like one of the big team in in Africa. Mm. So it was a big achievement already for us. Yeah, and and so that that whole process was all driven by by Amir. He was the one who was saying we need to get players from you know places that not just Marseille. Or wh- who kind of wanted to push for that kind of drive to get all of you in? Well, that would be like his, he. he Mostly from his staff as well. So the sport director at the time was like uh, Mohamed Jamal, who's back being the sport director now, who's in uh, the sport director of a team in France, is Martigue. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was his idea also mostly. Uh, but obviously together with Amir Abdu and uh, and I would say all the staff, I think together uh, they they driving that decided like okay let's let's do something great here let's do something like uh, let's try to do something really you know try to get as many players as we can and see them and give a fair chance to to all the players you know and see who are which one are the best really yeah and and how did the team then develop for you kind of over the next kind of seven eight years to up to the AFCON, did you feel like the team, because obviously, like you said, it's a brand new team and suddenly you're all playing together. You know, how how, how did the things, how did things change from that first match and, you know, 2014 or whatever, all the way up to then kind of qualifying? So, yeah, that's, that's what is remarkable because I think we all grew a lot, you know, uh, and when I say all, I'm talking about the coach, I mean, I do, us, but obviously, that was his first professional experience for I mean, Abdu. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, he was in France uh, coaching uh, amateur teams before uh, in the in the area, the region of Bordeaux, and came and take like a professional group. You know, we were like, for some of us, most of us, we were professional footballers. So that was something new for him. Uh, and for us to work together, that was totally something new as well. So first, it was really uh, simple matters. Simple base, let's say, because mm. we were just trying to defend. Yeah. So we had a really, really low block, you know, and just try to defend, 
you know, and try to hit and counterattack. So we will work all week towards this. That was like really the tactic of Amir Abdul, really like to 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 sit deep and uh, try to hit teams and counterattack because we had to understand where we at. You know, like yeah. we had to understand like uh, we were new, we were new on the world of African football because playing in Europe is totally different from playing yeah. in Africa. And uh, also understand like the profile of players we have. We are in general not that big, mm. you know. Uh, it would be really difficult to find a big, big Comoros player. Uh, so that athletic part we didn't have that in Africa, you know. And so it was difficult at the start because we we used to not be ready for like all those big duels, etc. So we had to understand her strength was more in the technical aspect. You know, handle the ball well in small area and tight area, but we were not ready to really only focus on this. So first, we just sit deep and just defend and defend. Try to get hard to be, try to get hard to be, to get confidence, and then uh, slowly, slowly, to start to get a bit more confidence, know each other better as well, and we start to grow to to start to impose mm. our style at home. Where. Where where we can become really difficult to play because we see the, the pitch was was small, uh, was not was a coarse grass mm. turf as well. So for opponent it was really difficult to handle. Yeah. And we would obviously get confidence and try to handle the ball better. And then like uh, we start to have like some game. I think the one game, I think is in two thousand and fifteen. End of 2015, we play against Ghana at home. Uh, and uh, this game ended up being a uh, nil-nil. And uh, we scored we scored a goal in the uh, 86, I think, something like this. Uh, but it's been ruled out for offside and it was never offside. Yeah. But it was like, it was not even clear to be offside. And that was like a mm-hmm. World Cup qualifier. Mm. And I think this game was pretty much a turning point where we play against Ghana so why is the giant of Africa and performed so well like did so well and felt like we deserve to win because obviously yeah. we got that on goal so confidence wise it gave us something like from there I think like we started to really believe in ourselves really grew up and start to to be more uh, proactive onto the game you know like so try to control the game a little bit more. And then, obviously, we, we, we've seen teams like Morocco come into our place, Cameroon, and we, we haven't lost those games, uh, uh, like, obviously, Kenya, etc. So, the, the progress has become big through the years until getting to African Cup Nation. We felt like we were really at the top of our, like, our game, knowing each other, mm. understanding what we wanted tactically, what we were capable of, really. Yeah, and uh, tell me about uh, about the Afcon. What was that experience like for you guys? Like, and for you especially, kind of going to Cameroon. Obviously, you guys were drawn in one of the most like difficult groups. You know, with three huge countries. You know, yeah. what was that whole experience like? First, like qualifying to the to the Afcon was was like the biggest emotion. I, mm-hmm. I saw I could even leave. I I've been fortunate to play Europe for my career. You know, obviously. Uh, Playing against Chelsea, Manchester United, and whatever, like a lot of uh, big team, and uh, still qualifying and going to the African Nation. It was a 
top of yeah. the emotion what I got. Yeah, really was like, I didn't think he could be as big, really. Uh, uh, for someone who grew up in Europe, uh, dream of playing Europe, you know, yeah. I saw that was like the, 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 the top of the top, you know, really. But qualifying for the AFCON was like something amazing. But then like going to the AFCON, getting there, seeing all the country related, like uh, all the, the, the atmosphere, people around like Comoros, who, where I poor country, you know, but bringing that joy and seeing like people who cannot afford to get to the other side of the island was trying to get to Cameroon mm. to watch the Afghan. Yeah. That was something like incredible already. Uh, and then obviously join the Morocco, Gabon and uh, and Ghana. And that was like uh that was like something else it was amazing. But uh, the 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 feeling was just uh, it's just different. I think it's really hard to describe. Like uh, representing your country really at the biggest tournament is like the biggest pride we could have get. You know, like uh, really like the first game I remember. Unfortunately, in the first game, I just come back from COVID, mm-hmm. so I didn't start the game because mm-hmm. uh, I came back. I just arrived in Cameroon the, the night before the game, but I came in at half time, but. Like, I didn't train for like more than ten days before that. Yeah, oh, that's but tough. That like, rate of, but honestly, you couldn't. I could have played hundred and twenty minutes that first yeah. day because the <laughs> adrenaline, the emotion was just was just incredible. So I came uh-huh. in at halftime and and I just played the game like like I've been training every day and everything. I didn't felt anything because you just played on the adrenaline. You just represent your country. You were you you are where you wanted to be. You know all those years. Eight years ago, when we've been, uh, when we joined national team, no one would believe we could qualify for an African Cup nation. Yeah, you know, we we were just already proud of just having a team, just be able to play a game. Yeah, that was like, that was a goal for us. You know, just just to make sure the national team of Comoros can play a regular football. That was the first goal, and then you, six seven years later. You are an Afghan, you know, you qualify, you are there and like trying to qualify for the next round. Uh, and then we managed to qualify. Uh, that was like something else again, you know, obviously beating Ghana. Uh, we felt like, you know, with the history we had with Ghana, that was something beautiful as well. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, uh, no, it was just like the best emotion uh, we could get really. No, a hundred percent. I mean, it's I, I mean, even I remember watching it. It was like incredible just watching it and being a part. And then even I had friends from from Kamora sending me videos of them after after the Ghana game of just like going absolutely crazy, like fireworks and exactly. Like, yeah, it was yeah. just like the biggest party I've ever seen. It looks absolutely amazing. Um, and then I just got kind of how do you then look back on because obviously you had that brilliant experience, and then you have that game against Cameroon where it kind of you know, you have that kind of huge mess in terms of goalkeepers and like not being allowed for Ali Amada to play, et cetera. You know, what, how do you reflect on that, on that match and the kind of circumstances around it after that amazing Ghana game? At the time, just coming out, obviously at the time it was really tough to handle with it. You know, it was really tough. Like I think uh, all the emotion went through, uh, with the anger, everything, like trying to understand what was going on. Now we've, with uh, with time, obviously, 
uh, obviously you know in Comoros we are really religious uh, so we, we we believe obviously everything happened for a reason obviously mm. uh, God put us for a reason and wanted that game to go this way for a reason you know mm. uh, so obviously it, it, it was difficult to handle with at that time you know like was a lot of things like we felt was unfair obviously the way of things being handled the rules changing yeah on the day of the game uh, for certain team but doesn't apply for others so some was like it was unfortunately it has to be played that way you know I think we would have deserved or at least uh, to to play in a fair game with like a goalkeeper I think football should be that way anyway you know yeah. at least with a goalkeeper uh, but it happened the way it happened. We still managed to 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 play a really good game. You know, I think uh, show the world like give us our identity. You know, yeah. I think that that game show us, and I think that's why it was meant to be that way because that game just reflect who we are from day one. Mm. That means we go through adversity. We go, we we only shine through the difficulty. Because that's the way we are, like from the start, like I said, like we are really pro country where uh, we don't have a lot of uh, uh, financial, we have a lot of financial difficulty, you know, in, in the daily life and obviously kind of imagine in football worlds, mm. uh, we, we starting really from the bottom, but through this, we still managed to found a team. Grew up with a team, qualify for the Afcon, qualify for the next round, play without a goalkeeper, get a red card after six minutes, and still keep going. Yeah. So that's like I think that is like really the mentality of is that what defines our national teams? That's what defines the the people of Comoros in general. So like through the adversity, just try to go through it. Still, you know, like not to complain too much about it and just go on with it and, you know, like just being grateful for what we've got and see how far we can go, you know. And I think we did people proud, you know, of our country. Uh, I know we see a lot of people from Africa around the world and, and all around the world. Uh, congratulate us for our faith and for our way of playing and our way of believing, you know, uh, and our attitude, really. And, and that's something... At the end, when you reflect about it, that's probably one of the things I'm most proud of, you know, like the way me and my teammates, who we don't consider each other like as a teammate, but like as a brothers, really, because we know each other for many years and we actually share everything, really. We go on the phone pretty much every day together. Mm -hmm. And I think we could feel that on the pitch and that's what took us that far, really, you know. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I I credit to you for being so gracious about that game because I yeah, I think it would be so so angry about how it turned out, and it was <laughs> remarkable the performance, like you say, going down to ten men, still pulling a goal back at the end, like making yeah. making Cameron's kind of sweat towards the end, unbelievable. Um, and and kind of for you now, because you you've now retired from the national team, what made you decide to kind of call it a day and kind of decide to to finish your time with the team? Uh, to be fair, like it was a really tough decision to to take. Uh, I, I decided to retire for 
first of all, obviously, like uh, I wanted to spend time as well with my family. I felt like uh, is a is a good time, obviously, as well. Not qualifying for this Afcon was probably the main reason. Uh, I think, like, if we did qualify, I would have tried to keep going, you know, try to play that competition, yeah, and to see from there. But I couldn't see myself uh, starting a new chapter. You know, I, I wanted to be fair to myself and to the team as well, to the to the national team, because I don't want to start. Obviously, now we're starting the qualification for the World Cup, uh, which the World Cup is not until 2026. I don't want to start something and not finish it. Yeah. I, I felt like that wouldn't be fair to me and that wouldn't be fair to 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 the national team, to my teammates or to my brothers. You know, uh, I felt like if I start now and I have and call it in one year when you're in the middle of the competition, you know, yeah. qualifying. I didn't feel like that was totally fair. So I saw like now it was a good timing. I think we got, I, I got to, to a point where I gave a lot and obviously the travels become difficult as well. You know, with my career, I get to a certain age as well. Like uh, I still feel I could have kept going, you know, physically is no problem, but obviously the travels become a little bit more difficult with the family, etc. So I felt like it was the right time. Uh, I do find it difficult, you know, again, uh, still today, you know, I've seen the, the boys arriving to Comoros mm-hmm. now, obviously, for the next game and everything. So I've still got, uh, I've still got that uh, that feeling, and, yeah. you know, I'm wishing I was there, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, it's, I think it's fair, you know. I think we have a, a new generation as well who's pushing. Uh, so I think it's time for them as well to, 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 to try to, to impose themselves and, uh, and uh, do something oh, bigger, I hope. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and when you reflect, now that you've finished your time with the team, you know, like how obviously there's been a huge amount of progress on the pitch. You know, you think you weren't even playing games and then you got to the AFCON. And, you know, even in this AFCON qualifier, you had like a brutal group, but you still were competitive, you know, with, with Ivory Coast and Zambia. Like, how do you reflect kind of how the structure of things and Comorian football is, you know, from now or from 2014 till now? You know, I know you guys, obviously, there was like some there were issues before the AFCON and you guys, you know, released that statement as the players, you know, how unhappy you guys were, you know, around the Arab Cups and the kind of the national team. How how do you reflect on how the state of like national football in Comoros is beyond the actual team itself. And, you know, how do you feel like things have, have developed and progressed and, and they're in a strong position? To compare it to, to, to my time when we started to, from 2014, there, there is progress. Of course, you cannot like deny that because obviously the, the, the nature of football has made you progress. Even if you don't want to, yeah. there is progress. But... Along the way, obviously, we released a statement. We uh, we shown her unhappiness on certain things. We believe there's still a major issue where is an issue could be deal with sooner or better. You know, there's still uh, there's still things where and is maybe get confused with and think it's like all about financial and, and that is the point is not a financial issue. that's mm-hmm. that's where if if it was just a financial issue we'd be okay with it because at the end of the day we know where we're from we know where we come from we know what the situation in the country we know the right 
But the problem is is actually not financial. Uh, the problem is more on the on the logistic, on the take, like taking care of the players, on the progress of the football in general, of Comoros football, of the national team, of what we're gonna leave to our younger brother, to the next generation. And this is where we've been at time tough with the federation, you know, but it's for for from to make sure those base to never get forget. You know, we need a base managed to get to a certain point and we don't want to go back, you know, and and I'm pretty sure the federation also don't want to go back, you know. Yeah. But sometimes we had to go through those clash, those fights, those like those uh how do you say those uh, those moments where we're not on the same page to keep moving forward. You know, we, we have to, to claim things, we have to uh to to remind things, you know, to to, to not be forgetting. So so we could still move forward. And obviously as every team, as every work, there's some uh dispute there's some uh, misunderstanding there's some sometimes lack of communication there's some egos you know mm. uh, so we just have to go through with it but we did i think as a football we we managed i think like the previous staff now managed to to establish to to put a good base into into the structure of the federation of the of the football because i think we we can acknowledge for example and that's where you see progress for me is when you acknowledge we have in under 19, you know, that things we could have never think about mm. seven years ago, etc. Now we managed to get this, we managed for those teams to play on, on the biggest tournament in, in age categories, you know, that the tournament in France. Uh, where Cristiano Ronaldo been there, Messi, Fabregas, you know, so giving that opportunity to a young brother, mm-hmm. you know, to play those tournaments, to already have that feel for the national team, you know, uh, wearing that shirt, preparing them to be the next generation who's going to take us to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. That is the goal for us. Yeah. To, you know, having those young players there, uh, having a, a more structured woman team, uh, like all those kind of things, you know, like uh, getting the attention, you know, getting sponsored in, you know, that's what our goal is well, because at the end of the day, we we represent Comoros around the world, you know, so that's our duty to make Comoros known as a football, but if we can do more, if that football can reach other people to come and be an interested of Comoros and maybe invest in Comoros, yeah. Then we've done our job, and that's mm-hmm. what we've been trying to do. That's what we try to push through those years, you know. But for this, and in football, if you want to progress, you have certain rules. We believe need to be, uh, like we need to be firm to them. So that means, like when you, when you get something, when you get to a certain level, you cannot go back. Yeah. Or if, like, if you go back, if you're having too many setbacks, of course, there will be some setbacks. But if you're having too many setbacks, then you can only fall behind, you know. And we are not in a position where we can afford to do yeah. this. 
you know, because like we said, we are a small country. Financial, we are not the strongest at all. So we need to fight. We need to be better on other things. We need mm -hmm. to find out, okay, we cannot do it financially. We're not, we cannot compete. So let's try to compete somewhere else. So pro players make sure they're healthy, make sure they have a follow-through to the club, make sure they go back to the club healthy, uh, make sure they arrive in good condition, you know, the, the, the traveling, uh, make sure, you know, all those kind of things, you know, that's where we need to be. That's where we need to be a little bit more picky. That's where we, we've been fighting for to make sure to attract also players because, of course, we all know we have some players who are still uh, not sure of joining the national team. Yeah, of course. Now, in Europe, we are like really good players who are like hesitating and we all know why because they're like from the outside. They don't know what's going on, but they're thinking like, is that a really, uh, really professional environment? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the question people are asking. And that was our job. I mean, Abdul started it ourselves to cover, to make sure that national team become professional, become as professional as the bigger team. Yeah. You know, of course, every big team can kind of in Nigeria or other team still could improve, you know. So imagine if they can improve, how much yeah. can we improve? Absolutely. And 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 from from that time, you know, ahead of the Afcon, when you guys had to make that statement, you know, have things changed from them? Do you think there is more professionalism, or you, is there still frustration that it's not being managed professionally? Uh, you know, above the football team itself. It's tricky. It's like it's on certain thing, but some of the other thing when we had, they felt like it's been a setback. Yeah. So they they always been are oh, we pro progressing here but then we're falling back here and yeah. then we're progressing this way and then we're falling back there that's where the frustrations have been you know because mm. when we felt like okay we don't need to mention this anymore because this, yeah. this done it's been we done dealt with mm -hmm. it's dealt with but then a few months uh, later or a year later we realize oh no that is not that we yeah. need to constantly repeating and. It's not a problem for us. It's was, was a frustration, but if we know we have to do it, we do it. Yeah, you know. But of course, it's so much energy. At mm -hmm. the end of the day, we want to focus on being on the pitch and playing football. Yeah, you know, and only this. But the problem was like we did and we do have to get out of sight, you know, of the pitch on the side, and do this because at the end of the day it's our health yeah. you know, it's our career because uh, so many times we put our career under the line you know for our national team and that is the risk we're all willing to take yeah but if we're willing to take we have a right to 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 uh, to have that respect to have that to, to be healed definitely and and uh, you you don't have to tell me if you don't want to but do you have any examples of ways in which like things haven't been dealt with professionally or or the kind of individual frustrations you've you've had over the years. Uh, obviously, I, I never hide it, and I think I made it. We I, we made it clear on statement, and I made it clear on statement, and people know. You know, like for example, the traveling situation. Is something has been a problem since many years, mm. and that's something we felt like we dealt with, and then 
we had some setbacks. So the problem, the traveling situation is like, we are getting to the stage where we still have sometimes, of course, it's not, and there's been progress, I did say that, but still have to pay for our own flights. Yeah. Managing time because they haven't been dealt with. Or the times where, many times where I came to the airport and I found out my ticket is not valid. Because <laughs> uh-huh. it haven't been confirmed or because it haven't been so because they yeah. issues with this and this. And this is really frustrating because then you add stress and I come back to my club tired and I get injured or whatever. Yeah. And that's my, it's my place is on the line. It's my mm-hmm. career is on the line. You know, uh, our, our traveling instead of taking because we don't deal with it earlier, I have to go around the world to go back to my club. Mm-hmm. And finish. Um, I've got time to recover and be ready for my next game. I'm traveling all the way to this part of Africa, then to open up of Africa, and then to east of Africa, and yeah. then to get back to France, and then eventually to get back to my club. Yeah. The logistic we, we we had to deal with for many years, where it's something again. You know, been uh, anticipating things, and that do not require a big amount of financial. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's professional. It's organ- exactly mm-hmm. organization, anticipation, and that's what that's where we got really frustrated. Mm. That is like only one example of things, you know. Yeah. Of things who, where we've been fighting and we still have fight. And after the Afcon, obviously the last year, some problems, some issue. I had some problems, some issue, but not as recurrent, not as mm. often. Mm-hmm. Does that make a difference? Yeah. Last year, we have to say, it hasn't been as, as much. It's the professional needs to become better. There have been okay. some, has there been some uh, really improvement on this. Obviously, the staff who are there uh, control things much better with the, uh, the condition they've been given to. Obviously, it wasn't easy. Yeah. Uh, but they managed, they managed to try to be organized, and there's been a lot of like uh, self-work, let's say. Obviously, you probably saw the last, last statement has been made again and everything. Uh, and it's just about communication. Obviously, today things got sorted out, but friction were good. Mm-hmm. Even so, I've retired, I'm including myself because I want the best for, for the national team, you know, and also I was involved with those talk, everything, you know, we're like yeah. the president being one of the captain of the national team obviously for many years and things. So I've I've still got involved and I try to 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 leave a good heritage. Yeah, you know, of course. To my brother and to leave the best condition possible. You know, I, I I wouldn't want to rebuild something together for over ten years and nine years. And just because I decided to retire, I shouldn't care anymore. Yeah. And just put that aside, you know, that's not, that's not what I want. Or that's not what the national team represents for me. You know, the national team will always be with me. You know? Yeah. In it or not, it will still be. 
Yeah. And, and like you say, like oftentimes the biggest progress comes from when you succeed on the pitch and then it's followed up off the pitch. You know, I, I think of like Morocco and Algeria are great examples where, you know, Algeria wins the AFCON, Morocco, win, you know, gets the semifinal of the World Cup and suddenly they're able to be pulling these big, big name players from France that they would never have been able to before. But, you know, that's because not only have they succeeded on the pitch, but then you've seen the, you know, the professionalism and investment off the pitch, you know, so now you have guys like Hossam Awar, who is, you know, five years ago probably would never have wanted to play for Algeria because of those reasons. Suddenly he's, you know, desperate to play for them. And, you know, Guerri, I think, and even Morocco are stealing players from Spain at young age. So I think it's totally spot on, like, you know, doing well at an AFCON, it's not, you know, that's not the peak. That's actually like the biggest platform for building that success off the pitch um, and building that investment. You know, I wanted to ask you a bit more about, about coach Amir Abdu. What, from, from your kind of sense of him, because obviously you joined at a very similar time, you left the team at a very similar time, you know, a, a bit after. What, what was he like as, as a coach? And, you know, how has he changed from, you know, 2014 when he was, you know, in essence, an amateur coach to now, you know, being a professional going, you know, and moving to a different country to to take on both, you know, a, a different club and and country. Like yeah, it was like uh, obviously we like you said we started together. So I find uh, when I came in, I find uh, obviously a coach who, who who was just starting, you know, in the football world. Obviously, didn't know like the professional world, uh, but was really willing to 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 learn to 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 understand. So it was like really. And to the communication, you know, for myself, for example, we exchanged a lot. Mm. We had a good relationship, so he would ask uh, my opinion on 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 the, some tactic point, etc. And we would exchange a lot. Someone who, who always been really pragmatic, you know, that's uh, that's how I would have described this coach. Who would like wanted to get to a point A to a point B, you know. Mm. Uh, uh, so it was it never been a coach who was obsessed with the the possession of the ball or you know like those obviously coach we have uh today was like is really possession based he was more i remember i think i do remember like him we're talking about like uh Diego simeone you know uh, so those kind of thing and it was probably adapted to where we at at that moment mm-hmm. as well yeah. you know so we so i remember him like uh, so talking about Atletico Madrid, uh, having a reference about Dortmund at the time of Jurgen Club. So it's someone who high, who really like like high intensity runs, you know, uh, who uh, like like uh, a lot of energy himself on the on the sideline, who's who's like passionate, mm. you know, who who's really vocal, who like to 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 uh, was really living the game through you know like you could tell him uh, on the page uh and then obviously progressed i think he got more confident understand the game you know i think he, he studied a lot you know to 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 really become hard to beat and i think that was like his probably his best quality as a mm. team like uh you know his team are trying to be always hard to beat and then give uh the forwards player freedom to to move and do what they're good at, you know. Uh, but yeah, there's someone who's always been like try to be more communicative. Uh, obviously, at the Afghan, it becoming more difficult because obviously he had 
he was coveted, you know, for the last part. Yeah. At the Cameroon game and and uh, and others, and also uh, through the years, obviously, it wasn't easy as well to 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 handle the national team of Comoros. You know, he went through all the difficulties as well, and he had he had also uh, for a lot. Uh, on his shoulder or not on his mind, you know, a lot of fight and everything, and that's what also uh, maybe push him to try something new, you know, uh, go to uh, to Mauritania. Uh, but it's someone who's like, I would say, tactically was more like uh, def- uh, defending, orienting minded first, mm-hmm. you know, um, make sure we get hard to beat. Uh, who would like tactically. Uh, to to be compact and then try to hit team and contra attack. Mm-hmm. Mm. And and in terms of his personality, what what kind of what especially because you've been you know like you said you've been all over Europe with kind of some really really top coaches. Um, you know how do you compare him to a lot of those other guys, particularly because you know he's been in such a small environment with with kind of first amateur football in France and the Comores, compared to some of the guys you've you know you've had in in the UK or you know Sweden or France wherever. It's it's very difficult to compare because it's like those coach I had obviously are daily basis because mm. it's a day to day. So you know like with, with Ami Abdul obviously. And not even so, we had many years together and everything, but it's for 10 days. Yeah, of course. Yeah. With a competition of maybe one month, like obviously the African Cup. So the work, what you're asking your players is totally different. Mm. And also, so the attitude to whether you don't have as much time. So maybe sometimes you take, you don't even take the time because obviously on a daily basis, you're going to try to find out more about your players. You're going to say, there you've got a group of 23, 26 players. You don't have time to find out about every individual how they feel in being close to them etc etc because you've got only 10 days mm. uh, but towards me that's what I was to say like towards me we always have a, a honest relationships like we always exchange a lot you know I think he had a, a, a I've been fortunate he had a really good confidence in me mm. you know uh, so we would exchange a lot but someone who's like calm outside the pitch you know who's like uh, calm who, who sink a lot is a thinker mm. Or who think a lot about the game, uh, someone who who who, who can or like joke when you need to, like when it's like to try to relax. Uh, but at the start, and even to, towards the middle, I think today he give he give maybe another expression. But I find uh, I mean Abdul was like kind of like stressed and nervous towards towards mm-hmm. the game. Yeah. Now, obviously, I have like a, I see him from a little bit far, and I felt like maybe he's a little bit more calm, you know, like like you felt like it's like, and that probably maturity, you know, knowing a little bit more, you know, having more knowledge, uh, and more experience. Mm. So I find him probably a little bit more calmer, and I think that's what uh, lead him to that success as well, you know, he's having at the moment. Uh, but yeah, at the start, we find like a, obviously a young coach, you know, and I think that totally normal. So like, was like nervous around the game, was thinking about the game a lot, uh, uh, like so those kind of things. And kind of seeing when you having worked with him in in with the Comoros, you know, and then you see him going off to Mauritania. How do you see him, kind of, not not like 
being in that different environment, what how do you ma- imagine him kind of performing? And you know, clearly he's done well to qualify for the Afcon, and he did really well at the Chan with with with, with Mauritania. But you know, when when you think of him, you know, he's only coached in this one small environment. What skills does he have, or you know, how do you think he manages going into a different environment? You know, what does that say about him, kind of as as a person? Just confirm what I think about uh, him or about what uh, Comoros people are. What mm-hmm. I, I mentioned to you earlier is like going through the difficulty, manage to adapt, and and you know, like eventually with time impose yourself you know or like try to want to learn and and because I, I think he progressed a lot like mm-hmm. i said to you like like as much being with us being around that professional world you know starting with us and everything he improved and professional a lot through us and of course through his quality of like willing to learn and mm-hmm. like want to study the game and, and etc so seeing him going there through a different environment i think like uh it worked well for him because i think he through us he went through all the emotion mm. so starting with a lot of difficulty to eventually get the the peak of what we want is like qualified for african cup nation so what he did is like the top he yeah. could have have done you know so that probably give him a lot of confidence to think like, okay, what I'm doing is right. Mm. And as a coach, like I said, like he's a pragmatic, he's like someone who wants to have only one goal is to go from point A to point B, mm. is to want to win games, to want to not lose game. Yeah. You know, and that's how that's how I, I see him is someone who who who's there, who's gonna doesn't matter which team is gonna take. He'll be there to try to make them progress defensively to make sure they're hard to beat and push them. I think he's got that leadership. Sorry. Uh, he's, he's got that leadership, you know, on him. That's where he'll progress a lot as well, that leadership to 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 believe we, we're not going to lose today. Mm. You know, we're not going to lose today. And, that's what took him probably where I asked where it is today and do well. I haven't followed, for example, like closely. I've just seen he's been doing well, but I haven't followed his games probably to see how they're playing or how they're doing, etc. But my impression, knowing him, I would see them being like this, being probably not considered a lot of goals mm. and being pragmatic, like being really a. Uh, like uh how do you say efficient yeah mm. and <clears throat> and that's such an interesting dynamic because you know like like you're saying about him learning from you guys because that's so rare that situation right like it's almost always you know you have the coach the players are learning from him and the tactical side blah 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 but because you you know for him you are the guys who are coming from the professional side of things and it's actually him learning I think that says a lot, like, but, you know, the humility, but also the desire to learn to say, you know, actually, even if I'm the coach, I can learn from my players. Um, I think that's a really interesting dynamic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, and that's what I mean, like, when I said, like, you learn, like, from us, I think, like, we all learn from each other, because that's the thing. We, even so, we were in a professional world, I would say, but 
at the end of the day, we all were all new. We all arrived. Yeah. We all knew. We all discover the African football because at the end of the day, you had the professional world. You had like football thing, but none of us knew what was like the African football really. Yeah. Because we all in France in Europe, so the coach of self players, so we just learn each other. We try to give mission on what playing with different teammates and uh, tactical and everything stuff. And he gave us that uh, other side of him, like that humility, that leadership, you know, that uh, that that make us understand. Because that's the thing as well. I think that's where he was good at. Is like at the early stage, myself included. I'm someone who, all my career as a midfielder or an, as my profile, wants the ball. Mm. You know, and all players from Comoros usually were kind of small and everything. So we are like, like I said earlier, our abilities with the ball. Yeah, it's not so much without the ball, but really, an early stage, it insisted. I mean, Abdul, the coach, insisted with us about the without the ball. Yeah, you know, being athletic. Uh, not just on the physical, like contact-wise, but on the running aspect, you know, uh, high-intensity running. So he really insisted on this early stage, and that's where that's what he brought to the national team. He did, I think, he did really well at that stage because we were probably thinking like, no, we're just gonna play because that's our characteristics, that's our qualities, that's our ability. But without that aspect he brought, we wouldn't be here where we are today. Yeah. With that. No, I think that's amazing. That's like uh, it's such an amazing story, but kind of him, you guys, the whole the whole country. It's such an inspiration. And the kind of I hope I hope, like you said, like with the kind of fighting that you guys have had to do, that things will actually be better in the long term, not just for your team, because obviously you guys were all on a journey together for those kind of seven, eight years. But actually, then it's a platform to build on and and you know, and we see that and like, you know, I think. Africa presents such a unique opportunity in a way that say Europe doesn't because Europe is so everything is sanitized everything is the same you know it doesn't matter what country you go to but in Africa there's so much more room to, to grow because you know because of like you said the football is different you know there's so many more variables and you know I think of even countries like Gambia who have you know similar really small and have done so well and you know are building on that and you know even I think you know Kenya is an absolute mess, but Tanzania has done very well in the way they've developed even their women's side. And so I, I hope that the Comoros will do the same because I think it's incredible. I don't, th I don't think we appreciate outside of the country. I'm sure you guys do, but like, just what an achievement that was at the, at the last Afcon, and I think it's got genuinely one of the most like incredible footballing achievements like ever. I think it's yeah. phenomenal. It is.